Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Northwest Arkansas, Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas. Big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. I'm excited to be with you today. As I always say, I have two very dear friends of mine, some gentlemen that I actually met. I met, well, the first person that I met is Anthony Ball. He's the vice president of Music Moves AR, Music Moves Arkansas. And Anthony introduced me to his partner in crime, who's Reginald James. Reginald is the president of Music Moves AR. And these two brothers are doing some amazing things here in Northwest Arkansas and expanding the just uh, the understanding of the power of music and, and specifically the, the power of black music here in the United States, here in Northwest Arkansas. And so, Anthony, if for those of you that have listened to this podcast before, you may remember that Anthony was on with uh, Roe and uh, Roe Bailey, and we, we talked about Juneteenth. 
and we had they do a special event then. And we'll talk about all their events throughout this episode. But this is going to be a great episode for you. I think you guys will really enjoy this. Several of the events that Anthony and Reginald and Music Moves AR put on are events that you've probably heard of like the Freedom Festival and and others. And so without further ado, I just want to welcome Anthony Ball and Reginald James to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. How are you guys doing? Thank you, man. I feel like I need to- Thank you so much. Right, right. I'm going- Yeah, right. I, I know. I, I should. Ha- I should have my little my my little music come in. So my little intro stuff. But no, it's all Thank good. You. I, Thank you, man. I, no, I I appreciate you guys coming out and and really just sitting down with me. And this was a long time coming. I think we had sat down and had lunch almost two years ago. Wow. You took me to eat my catfish. Yeah, yeah. And That's shout right. out to eat my catfish because yeah, they've been on the podcast and. We talked about just what you were working on and what you were trying to do. Mm-hmm. This was kind of during the pandemic. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've now come out of that and events are back in full effect. And you guys have put on a, a several of, of events since then. But why don't you, for the uninitiated, for the listener, just tell them a little bit about Music Moves Arkansas and what, you know, what you, Reginald, you can go first and okay. just kind of talk about that. And I've got some specific questions for Anthony. Well, the dream from Music Moves kind of birthed out of, conversations and work that we were already doing in Northwest Arkansas area as it relates to students, performances and stuff like that. So we wanted to have a vehicle that we could bring education and performances together about black music and the contribution of black music, particularly to the American music tapestry. Right. Mm -hmm. So in doing that, we said, okay, let's do it. And then all of a sudden, man, the community starts jumping in with us a few corporate sponsors started jumping in there with us. And now we're able to to do this at a pretty high level, just making sure that our community, particularly Northwest Arkansas, we want to get it other places, but Northwest Arkansas is where we are right now. Just making sure that they understand the importance of black music and art as it relates to the American arts tapestry. Yeah, no. And I love that. And I think it's important to know. I mean, I just recently Sitting right in the seat that you're sitting in, I had Alvin Singh, who is the the great nephew of Lead Belly, mm-hmm. and he was talking about you know Lead Belly's what he introduced with the twelve string guitar and and the type of music that he did, and he was a tremendous influence for Johnny Cash, right? And just you know sometimes we don't understand where this music came from, but and the crazy thing that he blew my mind away was how Lead Belly was the influence for Kurt Cobain and Nirvana. So it yeah right. So it's, you're thinking. I mean, he's down here in the South creating this music. And then you already have generations later, you have young men up in the Pacific Northwest who are influenced right. by music that was created back in the 30s. Right, right. So you're right. The power of music is something special. And most of the people listening to this that are Nirvana fans probably had no idea that that was the case. <laughs> and that's like, what? I had no idea. Dude died too young. Side note, he died way too young. Yes. He's a very talented yes, musician. Yes, yes. And But regardless, I think it's not, lo- that point is not lost on what you just said about just kind of creating an awareness. Mm-hmm. And even so much so that you guys are going into the schools around Northwest Arkansas yes. and teachers are opening up their classrooms to you Absolutely. to educate the kids on the power, not just the power of music, but the origins of a lot of different musical styles. That has been something that it, it's so beautiful to watch and to see how it lights up for young people to be able to understand those, even the instrumentation that was used to create some of this music, you know, early drums, earlier African drums or whatever. When you put all those pieces together, like you're able to engage learners for those that need hands-on. Okay, here, the lesson will work for you hands-on. For those that just want to hear information, okay, there's some information that's there. 
that there are just so many engagement points, which obviously keeps students on task, which, and I think that's one of the reasons why the teachers will allow us to come into the classroom because these days you, you're not going to be able to, <laughs> you can't get in a classroom if you're not able to, you know, hold the attention of the young people and be able to teach at the same time. So, man, we're so happy about that. Yeah. It's great. It's that, great. That's awesome. And so you've even created a curriculum. Yes. That, that you'd collaborated with Dr. Jeffrey Murdoch. Yes. yes. Uh, from the University of Arkansas, the Dr. Jeffrey yes, Murdoch, the, who also the. won a Grammy Award <laughs> winner, yeah, yeah. 2021. It seems like just yesterday that know, that happened. Yeah, but, but, uh, and we're still, he's a dear friend and, and we're trying to get him on the podcast. He's just so busy. Yeah, absolutely. But he's, a, he's an amazing, yes. an amazing resource that a lot of people aren't even aware of right here in our own backyard at the U of A. Yes, yes. And that's exactly why this is important because those individuals that are doing amazing things, that are doing things, honestly, that only a few people in the world are able to do are right here in Northwest Arkansas, right here in Arkansas as it relates to black music and culture. And so, man, we want to be a part of that. And I can tell our community wants to be a part of that too, because they're very receptive to the information that we're bringing. So. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes perfect sense. So Anthony, why don't you just introduce yourself real quick? And you know, you are, well, you're both musicians mm-hmm. and, but a lot of people who have probably don't know Anthony's name, but you've seen him on the drum kits of several <laughs> concerts around Northwest yeah, Arkansas, yeah. but just introduce yourself and just for our audience, just to get a better little bit of a better presentation of who you are. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I moved here 2007. I had a full ride, a full scholarship to go to the U of A to study music. So I've been part of music all my life. Subsequently, subsequently, you know, community has always been tied to my music and how we did music. When you had music, we were at church and people were coming together. When you had music, it was at a family reunion and we were coming together. So, you know, music and community has always kind of been one of those things that's always kind of traveled together for me in my life. So as I came to Northwest Arkansas and there was no no expression of black, you know, music in Northwest Arkansas, I kind of started playing like rock and stuff that I didn't know was, you know, black roots music. It was just foreign to where I was coming from an area where it was gospel music, some blues and stuff like that from West Memphis. But uh, fast forward, man, Reggie and I, we created this vehicle, this this 501c3, so we can kind of continue the work, what we were already kind of doing. He's an educator and taught in, in high schools in Memphis. You know, I taught at Heritage High School for a couple of years and stuff. So we've just always kind of been in education and always been in music and stuff like that. So but most people uh, know me, you know, maybe for, for Funk Factory. Most people in Northwest Arkansas know Funk Factory, a party band in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, you, you guys know. did a uh, a show in Gully Park, part of the Gully Park Yeah, series. we did a show yeah. in Gully Park, yeah. 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 yeah, I heard that was, I was out of town, of course, but I heard that that was like, not, was not that you could sell out Gully Park, but it was a lot of people there. <laughs> it was a lot of people. A lot yeah, of people lot there. Of no, they, it was their largest, their back-to-back years, we've had their largest attendance for the last two years. So we're excited about that, man. Where it's a band, man, of folks that just love entertaining and playing good music, man. It's one of those things where we've never had a band fight. Mm-hmm. You know, we've never had a, a fight happen at our show. Yeah. It's just always good vibes, man. Like kids dancing, you know, the parents <laughs> dancing, the grandparents right, dancing. Right. It's a family affair, man. And we really, really love that project. We're actually hitting 10 years this year. Congratulations. So, 
that's what we were thinking about in the, in our group meeting. It was like, man, how long have we been doing this? It kind of it's it seemed like it's, it's stretching out a little bit. And it was t- it was ten years, man. So this year we'll be celebrating ten years being together. That's awesome! Congratulations yep. to both of you for putting the time and effort in. As you know, anything worth having is worth Put fighting time, for. Yep. You got to put the time yes, in. So, yes. so now you guys are now based in Rogers. You have a space up there. A new. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing in Rogers. Why specifically Rogers, and and what if you're about to kind of launch or open up a brand new space that workspace up in Rogers. Mm-hmm. So Music Depot is the name of the uh, the venue. It's, it's the Music Depot. Uh, this is a learning center and a live music venue. Well, in the evenings, traditional live music space where you have tons of shows, local, regional, traveling, touring bands that'll be coming through. But in the, in the in the daytime, we'll be able to continue our education and curriculum as well as whether it's an artist residency that's, that'll be here or, you know, workshops, clinics, lectures, things like that as well, too. Like I mentioned, we're we're all educators. So that's going to be a big part of what we do. But it was important because when, when, when you come to Northwest Arkansas, it was important, you know, if you want to go and you want to go hear some jazz or you want to go and you want to hear some blues, where do you go, you know, where do you go to, um, to find that kind of, where do you go to find that, those, kind of, those kind of places? So placemaking is, was, a, was very, very important when it comes to, uh, yeah. to the space that we created. Yeah. So in with the and I apologize. I was trying. I just wanted you to. You can move the mic back a little bit. But you're perfect now. Okay, I'm so, good. Yeah, right, you're cool. good. <laughs> so from a placemaking standpoint, that turned out to be a really great location for you. As is my because originally your offices were down in Fayetteville, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, in which they're still and, they and still offices are still are the, okay. Our, our office okay. is still there. But yeah, right, downtown Rogers, man, is becoming a very very electric space. Like we, it's got such yeah, a cool vibe. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. We were looking in the more historic, you know. South Fayetteville for where we were going to set up shop. But man, that Rogers space kept popping up to us from all kind of ways. Mm-hmm. So, and we've always done stuff at Rail Yard. People have been to shows there. And, and back in the day before, maybe half of the audience were in Northwest Arkansas. The Little Rogers Theater was a beautiful place. Sure. That we used to do jazz shows and Christmas shows, mm-hmm. stuff like that, man. So we're just really excited about the ramp up that's going on in Northwest Arkansas. I love all the, the additions to downtowns. It's very, very much so needed when you like. We had the the article that came out that said Northwest Arkansas is the next Austin. For me to have places like the Music Depot, the Rail Yard, George's Majestic. I mean, you need spaces like that Gotta have to it. be proof of those kind sure. of articles. So sure. we're loving the direction Northwest Arkansas is going. Yeah. No, I mean, I do feel like this is. I've had Dan Harris on and some others, and they've talked about like he had spent some time at at George's Majestic, mm-hmm. and you know I talked to Brian Crown from the Amp, and mm-hmm. you know there's just a lot of stuff happening around here, and mm-hmm. people are always surprised when I tell them the groups that come here to play because <laughs> yeah. it's like you know Northwest Arkansas is coming up, and oh, yeah. you know Dave Matthews comes here quite frequently, know, and man. you know so many tremendous people, and and I always hit people up with this little historical significant fact that. Earth, Wind, and Fire threw a tremendous concert right out on the back of the Northwest Arkansas yep. Mall yep. in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. And I'm like, well, that's where the original amp used to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a little, little history lesson for folks. But, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, and music is such a uniter. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think what you guys are doing is so significant because you're able to unite different ones. I don't think, I think it's hard for us to complain around music because we all, we all have stuff that we like as far as that's concerned. And I remember growing up, 
I had a wide and eclectic, very taste when it came to music. I mm-hmm. listened to a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I liked Cream. I liked Jefferson Starship. I liked Steely Dan. <laughs> I, I listened to a lot of stuff my father oh, listened yeah, to. Donald Fagan, yeah. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. And so, but I mean, it's just the nice thing about it. And then, of course, I grew up in the heartbeat of uh, hip hop, you know, where Rapper's Delight, all those guys literally lived around the corner from me. So, you know, it's just kind of interesting. The Sugar Hill Gang, they they were, you know, there's all these different musical genres and all of us as individuals have some connection to one or the other. I think the important piece is to understand how powerful music can be when it comes to unifying people. And Lord knows in this day and age, where we are today in 2024, we need as much unification as possible. And music, you guys are using music to do that right here in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, I, I tell you, when you start talking about unification and you start thinking about, we always think about cultures, but even when you look within cultures, Good music unifies people across age demographics too, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. So whether it's young people up to the age of 18 or from 18 to 35, or if you're from, you know, 35, 40, all the way up to 60, 70, 80, if it's good music, people still will gather around that. And that's that's one of the things about, you know, when you start talking about soul music, like it doesn't matter. People want to hear that music, but also, man, that age demographic thing just kind of spans stuff out for everybody because it doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are. If a Aretha song pop on, That's it. people start jumping yeah. and bouncing around, yeah. you know, it, yes, it does. It unifies us across cultures, but also within culture, man, those age demographics start, they come around. And, and now a lot of the songs that my kids thought, you know, I thought Beyonce did be like, no, baby, no, no, no. before she did it. And I ain't taking nothing from the Beehive because I do support the Beehive, too. But I just want everybody to know that that contribution had already been made 40 years prior by, you know, such gifted and great songwriters. Right. Well, there's true. There's so much truth to the statement that there is nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's nothing new under the sun. Mm -mm. I mean, Lead Belly in the 30s had his 12 string guitar. That's right. And was writing songs around, you know, the Jim Crow South and the impact that that was having Mm -hmm. on African-Americans. And you actually still have rappers today that are writing lyrics. I was just watching the uh, Tupac documentary on Hulu, which is absolutely amazing. It's called Mama and Me. It's about Tupac and the relationship with his mother. Mm -hmm. It's a five part series. It was produced and directed by the by. What was it? um, the, the, The guys that did Menace to Society. And uh, the oh, Hughes brothers, the Hughes brothers. So yeah, right, or Reginald or the Hutt. No, it's the Hughes brothers. I'm looking at his face. So yeah, I'm just, I'm I just. Can see him. Yeah. So anyway, it's they. John, it's not John Singleton, is it? No, 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 no. It was the guys that did Minister Society, and I, I want to say I, I think their last name is Hughes. I'll look it up, okay. and, and I will certainly throw it in the show notes. But I say all that to say that a lot of what Tupac was talking about came out of his experience. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, what what Lead Belly was talking about came out of his experience, mm-hmm. you know, talking about the Scottsboro Boys and and their trial, right. and so you know, and and of course, Alvin, his great nephew, said that Lead Belly was actually the originator of the phrase "stay woke." 
Mm-hmm. I heard which I heard was that. really interesting when you think about it, because we're talking back in the 30s. Right. right? Now we use right. woke. we're using work not woke now all over the oh, t- all over yeah, the place. Yeah, we, we and people are using woke <laughs> as a pejorative. But the reality is, is that, you know, this was used in a whole different context back in the day. You know, it was actually used around the, a matter of life and death. That's right. So so so, you know, that was, you know, and I think I think it's interesting mm-hmm. the way that sometimes words can be co-opted. But it's interesting how a lot of these these stories that we hear are tied to music in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. And it is the beauty. It is the beauty of it. And it's how we understand things. Mm-hmm. And so you guys must feel like there is a heavy mantle on you to kind of carry this out. Right. Cause I know some days you probably are like, man, if only I could reach X number of students, if only I could reach X oh, number yes. of young yes, people and, and magnify and, and help magnify their understanding of things, because then that means you can start opening and expanding their mind, not only to possibilities, but just also to an understanding of how things are currently and how they could be. Yeah. I'm a, uh, happen to be a member of another shout out to the university of Arkansas. They have the black music, black sacred music Institute, which mm-hmm. is right here in Northwest Arkansas. Only place of its kind in the country. Mm-hmm. It's the only place where you can get a degree in black sacred music. Right. And so again, Dr. Jeffrey Allen Murdoch, Dr. Herzog are the, are the uh, director and co-director assistant director. And they talked about that this past summer in the summer of 2023, being in the inaugural group for that program, they talked about how it is important that we're cultural bearers of the information. Most information is, there's a lot of written information in the world, but most information makes it through language, through music. And so how it is important, it's imperative that we are as culture bearers making sure that the message and the music continues to go down from generation to generation. Like we have that, you say amount of placed on us, but even as a society, we have an obligation to make sure that that's passed down to other generations so that they'll know the stories, understand the stories, understand the why behind the songs, which is I hear you talking more about that, which always makes us happy. We want to hear, I want to hear all the history about every song that you can bring up. I want to hear the history. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, as you're sitting here saying that, I'm just thinking, I can think of every song has a story, Mm -hmm. how they're created. And I remember just, you know, kind of listening to, you know, some historical lessons like Quincy Jones has a ton of them mm-hmm. just about how song, the origination of a single song. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's kind of, it kind of, about you, Quincy, yeah, yeah, man, because yeah, again, a- you don't realize like, you know, why people like so much stuff was written for Michael Jackson that people said, well, only Michael could sing this <laughs> because it was, you know what it would say? It was just so perfectly right, right, right. set up for him. And but it was just it was just it's always interesting when you hear the backstory of how things came about and why they came about in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think the programs that you guys are doing going into the schools can certainly re- help relate for these young kids today and figuring out and understanding things. Right. Because I know even with my kids, I'm very cognizant about what I let them listen to. And I'm not a big fan of certain types of rap that doesn't necessarily edify my kids as far as I want them to be edified and help them to grow. And, but I also let them make their choices too. Right. And then I try to correct them when my parents did the same yeah, thing. They I didn't try, agree with they everything, didn't agree with everything I, that I so. listened to, but they wanted me to be able to hear 
the message. It was their job to teach me, right? Which yeah, is, as yeah. a parent, it's yeah. our job to teach them. But they also wanted us to be able to filter it. And there's no other way for us to filter it. Yeah. And unless you hear it, you got to know what it is that you're listening to. Exactly. So. Yeah. And right. a level of discernment comes along. Yes. I mean, I know you have kids, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, and yes. I know Both you have you have mm-hmm. young kids and our mm-hmm. kids are some of our kids are probably my youngest is is 13. And I'm constantly on him about what he's listening to, because, you know, the power of the mind comes through not just your eye gate, but also your ear gate. Mm-hmm. And depending on what you are filling your mind with through your ears can have a very profound effect at how you continue to develop. Oh, yeah. Especially young men, yeah. right? Like That's any young absolutely. man. I don't care yeah. who you are. I mean, the, the prefrontal cortex of a young man is so <laughs> until, underdeveloped until, until like 25, 26 or, or older. <laughs> so, you know, so I mean, it requires yeah. a little bit of patience, right? Yes, Before you yes, kind of yes. get there. Cause I get know, as much good information in there as you can. Exactly. Cause I didn't know nothing until I was 28. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I'm here to repeat it. I know when I was in my early twenties and I had graduated from Howard, I figured I knew I knew it all, but I didn't. And it took about eight or nine years before I finally got there. And so, and I tell my kids that all the time. And that's why I tell my 19 year old, I'm like, look, dude, you got another 10 years to go. Yeah. Just let it marinate. Let it keep working. Keep working through some things. You're going to make some mistakes and keep going from there. So, oh, yeah. but no, but I mean, music is a very strong part of that growth and development. And I mean, I'm, I'm just certainly sitting here on the sidelines rooting for you guys and, Thank you. you know, whatever, Thank you. whatever way that we can help as you continue to expand Music Moves AR. What What is your hope for the next two to five years in terms of what you'd like to accomplish? You've got this great new facility. I know you have plans. There's always going to be a new musical production to be done. But what what is your hope in the next two to five years? If you're talking strictly about music moves, it just so happens that we have a board meeting coming up this Wednesday, right? <laughs> so our board member, you're getting a, a little taste of what, what's getting ready to come down the pipe with them and some of the things that we've discussed in uh, in the last probably nine months. But we want to see the footprint just a little bit bigger in education. Dr. Colbert, John L. Colbert is on our board. And so the importance of we talk about music and music history. But now we want to talk about careers in music that might not necessarily be related to the creative aspect of it. But there are other careers that are in the industry that we want to start sharing. We just had somebody from Springdale, Springdale School District, just reached out and asked us about coming and speaking to their young people about what do those other careers look like? What does the engineer look like? Yeah. What does I mean, you know, what does the lighting uh, director look like? It's a production now everywhere, and those those particular jobs are in demand. Like, Hugely. High, yes, Hugely. yes, yes, yeah. especially coming out of, you just said COVID, you know, when we started coming out of COVID. Now, the production aspect is very, very high, and so we are excited to talk to everybody. Yeah, we're going to continue to talk about the history. We're going to continue to talk about it, but we also want to talk about how do we build our community in the race and in the, the way that we're going to be able to facilitate being a music community. It's not just having all creatives here because it's going to take more than right, just creatives right. in order to sustain the music community. So that's where we're kind of kind of headed in that direction. And yeah. we shout out to Crystal Bridges. I, forget, I, wanna, I don't want to leave them out. Crystal Bridges, for the last couple of uh, years, we've been a part of their mobile art lab. 
And so we are able to go from city to city for seven months. So we go to Rogers, we go to Bentonville Boys and Girls Club, we go to Springdale's Boys and Girls Club, we go to Siloam Springs Boys and Girls Club, Fedville, Fort Smith, and even Tahlequah, because they said they wanted to make sure that this art form made it into those spaces. Sure. And so that's what we want to do. We just want to increase the footprint of black music and art and culture in the Northwest Arkansas region. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, certainly, it, and, it, and it is black music created by African-Americans, but it's for everyone. For everybody. Right. It's for everybody. For everybody. Let's be clear about that. If you, so, if you pay attention to that list he just gave you, those are predominantly white areas. Right. Oh, yeah. No, and, this, I, yeah. and this is what we're really, really excited about, being able to share these stories. I heard somebody say, if you don't tell the history, it's like it never happened. Exactly. So it's important for us to carry along these stories so people will know about the contributions you know, as we go into these new, these new spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I remember as I, as I'm sitting here listening, I had Dr. Murdoch come and do a talk with my rotary club. He blew them away because he basically gave an oral history lesson of music and started, went way back mm-hmm. and talked about minstrel shows, the whole nine yards mm-hmm. and worked with bright himself, music. American yeah. music and brought himself right into the present day. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think to a person, everybody was just blown away at the end of it. And those are the kind of resources that we have right here in our own backyard yes. in Northwest Arkansas. So, I mean, anybody listening to this, if you're a teacher or you, you manage or, or have a group of people that you are constantly educating and helping them in different ways. This could be an opportunity or a chance for you to connect with Music Moves AR and bring these folks in to give you some really valuable lessons be glad to. around the power yes. of music and how it is impacting so many. Because certainly that that is, I mean, these guys don't just play instruments. They don't just perform, but they also teach. And I think that's a big, big part of why anybody that's listening to this can support Music Moves AR and and also can find ways to share your platform with them because they have a great story to tell. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. So tell me, you know, what is it about Northwest Arkansas that's so special, right? I mean, you're from, you're from West Memphis, yeah. which is on the east side of the state, Anthony. And then Reginald, where are you from originally? We moved around quite a bit, but my the last stop was in uh, Eastern Arkansas. I was in Mariana, Arkansas. Oh, Mariana, so I claim, yeah, yeah, I claim yeah, yeah. Mariana, so, Arkansas. They look, I, I became a, a young man there, so there I'm, you go. I'm, I'm good. That's where I graduated from high school from. Okay, and so yep. So we both from Eastern Arkansas. So what does Northwest Arkansas mean to you guys? Was it what you thought it would be? I mean, you came here in '07. What year did you get here? Uh, and man, a long time ago, 1992. Oh wow. Okay, so you've been here even long. <laughs> Okay, uh, uh, yeah. a long time. A long so, time. Yeah, yeah. So, what what has Northwest Arkansas? What does it mean to you guys as far as what you're seeing now? Because, like, I for a frame of reference, I've been here since 2014, so I haven't been here nearly as okay. long as you guys have been here. Mm-hmm. You've seen the changes, Reginald, oh for sure. Oh, yes. And and Anthony, mm-hmm. you've seen the changes, oh, yeah. and even I've seen the changes in the eight eight oh, eight yeah. and a half years that yeah. I've been here. But mm-hmm. but what does this area mean to you guys? Man, for me, man, it's it's meant it's meant opportunity. Like when as soon as you think Northwest Arkansas is opportunity, you know, even the challenges that I've seen, it's always been opportunity. When I man, before I even moved here, I was on a boys and girls club all star basketball team when I was in sixth grade, 
and we traveled up here to play at Bud Walton or something like that. Did you really? Yeah. You got and, your Letterman jacket on, by the way, oh, folks. Oh, yeah, Y'all man. can't see this, I'm, but he, I'm going to take a picture of him. But he's, got his, <laughs> he's got his W Letterman jacket on, which I think is kind of cool. So I lost mine. I don't know where mine is. I, but. I just took this one from my uncle back home. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm wearing it proudly. That's it's, awesome. It's a junior high jacket. Just so we all clear out there, everybody. It's a junior high jacket. That's West all right. Memphis Wonder. We're going to have to talk about the history of West Memphis one of these old days. But That's funny. Wonder was the first black high school, you know, for West Memphis before it integrated. And then okay. it, it broke into an elementary and a junior high. But there's a lot of pride behind this W. Sure, so sure. We can talk about it later. So that was your first introduction. You came up, you played at the Bud Walton Arena, which I'm sure for you was like a big deal. Oh, man. Like, yeah. so... I didn't know much about the Razorbacks. We're five hours away, and then right. we're right next to Memphis with Kyler Perry. So basketball was big there. I think most of the football fans in West Memphis, we're around the bridge line by Memphis. So it's either probably Missoula, uh, like Ole Miss or Arkansas. Sure. So I didn't grow up as a – I just knew we were leaving town. I've never come out – I've never left town in the way that we did. So my mom's a, a single mom, so – I just remember it being so peaceful and so easy going up here. We were on a campus. It was during the summer. Nobody was on campus. So it was just a peaceful place to be. So when I got here, I was like, man, people love art and culture here, like from the food to the music, all those things. So after I kind of got into the community, I was like, man, I want to kind of give back what I grew up with to Northwest Arkansas and add our little spices to this little gumbo in Northwest Arkansas. <laughs> so that's kind of how I got the ball rolling. My my wife and I, we were like, man, there's nothing to do. She was like, why don't you do something? Like, you know, all these people, you have all these resources, like put them together and, and put something out there. And it just went from there. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you took that trip up here back in junior high and it impacted you that much. And, and so, and then for you, Reginald, I mean, going back to 92, you really seen- the yeah. differences that have taken place here. And so I'd love for you just man. to kind of share your, just a little bit of your experience. They, they won here. a basketball championship in that time, man. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, actually oh, quietly. Yeah. I, and I tell people this all the time. I was a huge Nolan Richardson fan really? in the nineties. I wanted them. To, I honestly, they should have two banners in that arena. They should have won twice. Man. Uh, long story short, I've always <laughs> been, you know, I've always been proud of what he was able to mm-hmm. do especially as a black coach in the right. SEC. Right. Um, wow. And I don't know if you've ever seen SEC storied, but they did a really good oh, program yeah, on him. I thought yeah. it was really, yeah. really good. So, and so, yeah, I definitely um, have a lot of respect for what he was able to do here. And I was just at the game the other day and they showed him up on the jumbotron mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh man, I, I love that. They always are giving him his flowers. Yeah, royalty, man. You know, his name is on the court, but they're always giving him his flowers mm-hmm. too. And I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's well regarded and respected. He has a horse farm here in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just cool to see that. But go ahead. It it brings to light the even the reason that we're here, right? Because the stories continue to be told. You might have known him as a great coach, like you know. And I'm saying, like in the in black spaces, they were like, man, it's pretty much John. And, Thompson, uh, John, John Thompson <laughs> and Nolan Richardson. Like right. that was pretty much it. it. And yeah. so in black community, okay, they were embraced. We knew like these guys are the GOAT. They've won at almost every level. And Nolan did win at every level. Yeah. Literally, he won a title yeah. at every yeah. level. So we know those things. But to turn around and flip it to where 
as they continue to tell the stories over the years, because when he left, of course, you know, when he left U of A, it wasn't particularly no. <laughs> the way the way it should have been. Right, right. But as people continue to tell the story, it impacted. It started. You you could see like this pulse happen in Northwest Arkansas to where everybody's like, wait a minute, man, this guy is. He was, he was and still will be regarded as one of the best to ever coach the game. Yeah. And then it brings it full circle and there's recognition there because the story was continuing to be told. It's the yeah. same for music. Absolutely. As we continue to tell the stories about the creative parts of the music and why we do the music, mm-hmm. then it's going to do the same thing. Northwest Arkansas has always been, since I've been here, music. It loves music. Yeah. Northwest Arkansas yeah. loves music and has had numerous large, they didn't start off large. You, you, you might have been at, uh, uh, what was that, JR's Light Bulb or you were over at this other place where, where Garth Brooks came when he was relatively a nobody or yeah. whatever. I'm just saying, so Oscar Peterson was here. Like all of these people have been through Northwest, Northwest Ar- Arkansas. Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always had an ear for music. But now we start, I guess, the next iteration of is we, we know what music supposed to sound like, even yeah. good music. And I, I, I don't like to use that term, but I think everybody knows what I'm saying. Good music. But now let's talk about the reason, the passion behind that music. And I think that's the next iteration of stories that will be told that will help push this a little further down the road. Right. Yeah. And that's exciting. And that's. That's kind of what you guys are doing. You've got several programs. You have the Arkansas Black Music and Film Expo. Yes. That you're a part of. Of course, I mentioned the Freedom Festival earlier. That mm-hmm. happens in June. Mm-hmm. And that's, you were saying, I guess when you first did it, it was about 600 people that were in attendance yeah. in the last yes. one. How many were there? 4,300. 4,300. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's thousand with a T. <laughs> so uh, gospel celebrations you've done. You yes. put on amazing, amazing concert. Folks, for, for those of you that are listening, I love um, a gospel artist named Fred Hammond. He used to be part of this group called Commission, but Fred went out on his own and has some of the greatest gospel albums that have ever been created. Pioneer. Uh, Pioneer. And he came and performed at Crystal Life Cathedral Church right over there, right on the um, north side of town in Fayetteville. That was an amazing concert, to say the least. It was it was a very intimate concert. I was like, I could smell Fred Hammond's breath. That's how close (laughs) I was to it. It was amazing. So uh, that was awesome. Uh, You got a good news and the blues program. Yes. And then, of course, the curriculum, which we mentioned before. Now, are you guys doing anything with Orson Weems and the Music Education Initiative? Because it seems like there's kind of an overlap there with some of the stuff that you guys are talking about and with Orson is working on with regard to just kind of creating opportunities for folks to get involved with the music industry. We partnered in the past. They did a, a documentary called Take Me to the River, and we, we were the, the music directors for that. But we're definitely looking forward to working with him more in the, in the, in yeah. the future. Okay. He's doing a lot uh, when we talk about the gig community. We need uh, jobs outside of the creatives, yeah. you know, sound guys, stage hands. He's doing a, a great work with the library and stuff like that. With, even with, the roadies. With helping. We, yeah, you have even. to have those kind of people. <laughs> right. I know I, I got several friends that own production companies in Northwest Arkansas, and they're flying people in from all over the country yeah. because we don't have enough gigs don't have enough. here. Yep. So he's doing some very, very important work in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, I was. I heard a story, and this is kind of off subject, but. They were telling a story about how, and again, this is a terrible example, but Taylor Swift 
gave bonuses to everybody, even the even the truck drivers that are part of the Taylor Swift tour. Like like she took care. She she's really well known for taking care of everybody. But they all got like hundred thousand dollar bonuses. Wow. Like everybody. Wow. If the, the breakdown, cater, I mean, you name it, they got, they all got man, it. So. Look, if the breakdown is something in the communicative process, right? The concert is dead. It's dead. It's know? dead. Yeah. It's dead. It's dead. So it's dead. each person is valuable Absolutely. in their own right. Absolutely. So. Those those level of productions, you have <laughs> Ooh, to man. You have to start weeks ahead. Start setting up. Oh yeah. When Absolutely. when Garth Brooks came to Northwest Arkansas. Semi trucks was here days, days before advance, yeah. he got here yeah, to start right, yeah. laying stuff out. Yeah. It, it's a huge uh, deal to have those people that make help the shows go over. I think Beyonce is is helping, yeah. like with that last production that she just did, and kind of showing everybody behind the scenes how much work. Now that's not even talking about the bed of work that brought her in that moment in time with her talent, yeah. but to talk about how much actual technical work right. had to be done. To pull that off. Exactly. Those careers are not going anywhere. They're not. They're <laughs> not. And actually, because of the way musicians get compensated and paid, they're always going to be defaulting and utilizing mm-hmm. live performances. That's right. Because mm-hmm. that's actually where the money is. Yeah. And you, you have to do that. <laughs> right. So uh, until they fix the, the residual benefits of streaming and streaming music, live events are going to be where it is. And so. Well, and even. Even more importantly, man, that's that's what every creative lives for. Yeah. For an audience to accept their art. So, I mean, yeah, just to piggyback on it's it's forever gonna be here. But I'm I'm excited about the growth <laughs> that's happening in northwest Arkansas because you, you talk about all these I mean, there's a, a new theater that's coming to downtown Springdale, you know. So yeah. it's just gonna be more and I'm more opportunities. About that. More yeah. Exposure. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, we got the more Greek theater that's in the back of the U of A that's that can be used a lot more. So there's so much opportunity in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, it it really is. And and everybody, anybody listening to this should know that. I certainly want to encourage our listeners to the I Am Northwest Arkansas tribe. Please, if you can, I really want you to support what Music Moves AR is doing. Right here in your own backyard, on their website, there is a link to get involved. You can, because they're a nonprofit, you can cash app them. You can send them some money Venmo wise. You can go give online. There's a lot of different ways you can even give of your time if they're doing an event like the Freedom Festival. They need volunteers. So please, please, please reach out to Anthony and to Reginald and just say, hey, I heard about you guys on I Am Northwest Arkansas and I'm a music lover and I'd love to support what you guys are doing, whether your time, your talent or however you want to do it. Appreciate it all. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So listen, as, as we wind up, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? As they're listening to So this. all the contact points are there on our website, www.musicmovesar.com. There's a contact tab there that can come straight to us. So that's the best way to, uh, to get a hold to of To reach us. out. Okay, perfect. So you guys have heard it here first, musicmovesar.com. And, uh, and we also we also have social social media as well, right. too. Yeah, so yeah. Insta- Instagram and Facebook, we have those channels. And we have a YouTube that I have a lot of our... A lot of performances, mm, right. uh, curriculum uh, snippets, stuff like that as well, too. And check out the Music Depot, which is right downtown, 206 West Walnut Street. Yes, sir. And beautiful downtown Rogers, yes, Arkansas. Right on, the, right on the bricks. Yeah. And if you don't know it, if you're not familiar with the area, you're just a, you're thinking about moving here to take a job and check out Rogers. Visit all the cities 
Fayetteville, Rogers, Bentonville, Springdale, Lowell, Eureka Springs. I mean, just so many great spaces here in Northwest Arkansas yeah. to really take it all in. And, you know, certainly you can always reach out to us here at I Am Northwest Arkansas. And we can give you some guidance, but uh, we will encourage you to just check out our website at IamNorthwestArkansas.com. And we'll make sure that we plug you in the best way that we know how. As we close out, because I want to do this and I've been, I'm trying to do this more, certainly in 2024 and beyond, but but uh, Anthony, Reginald, where's your favorite place to go break bread when you're, when you're, you know, hanging out with family or friends or just, you know, want a good meal? Where, where should people go? And I, I don't want to get you in trouble with all your yeah, friends yeah. at all. You're not going to get me in trouble with that Because it's hard. But I'm going I'm to say, I'm, I'm making you just give me one answer with the caveat that we know that there are others. But just give me the first one that comes oh, to mind man. right now. Doesn't mean that uh, oh, I have a hard time with it. I, you know, so I, I do, man. We, we, we'll be talking about it. The uh, my grandma said, "We talking about the first of the month, or are we talking about <laughs> what, what, what day is now?" Nah, right, just... right, right, right. That's funny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Doc. Ooh, I'll let you get them, Doc. I'll let you... <laughs> man, I'm gonna use this opportunity to give a shout out to one of my good friends. Man, I got so many friends. I go to everybody. I love all of our local spots, man. You put me in a, a terrible, terrible position, Randy. I know, man. Uh, I I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Chicken Heads, man. I, okay. I'm a chicken guy. We live up here with, with George Chicken. Chicken, chicken yeah. capital Tyson of the world. Chicken. Yes, yes. So uh, I'm the chicken guy. So I'm going to give a huge shout out to them. I really want to throw some others in there, but I'm going to be obedient. Yeah. To our, and our, our they, are, they are a newer outlet, I think, has opened in the last maybe year and a half, two years. And they've actually been at the Black Expo. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. And they also, I just, somebody just told me the other day, they do a vegan chicken wing. They so do I'm a chicken. I'm going to have to check that out. You let so. me know how it go because I'm not the first to, to, to eat anything. So you, right. you let me yeah. know how it go. If it's good, I'm going to try it out. Okay. I yes. love the chicken gizzards over there. They got some good chicken gizzards okay. too. Okay, they do. Right. They do. Let me go. I'm going to go on and say, for those real, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Herman's. Herman's. I'm going to go with Herman's. Well, Herman's is man. a classic. So. Yeah, because yeah. the oh, ribs yeah. fall off the bone over Absolutely. there. So I have to go with old Herman's the over there steak, with, with yeah. Nick, Nick yeah. and Carrie right Her- over Herman. there. And you know, it's one of those places where, like, if you look at the outside of Herman's <laughs> facility, you're like, wait a minute, what is this? But it's always those places. That's Northwest those Arkansas. That's Northwest places, Arkansas. Those holes Northwest in the wall that where the is. food is amazing. Yeah. So. That is Northwest yes, Arkansas. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm gonna get, can I give you one more spot that yes, you probably absolutely. don't know about? Yeah. I'm going to be surprised if you know about it because you got to be kind of a homer to know about this one. Lucky Luke's. Oh yeah, you Lucky know Lucky, Luke's. yeah, Lucky, Lucky Luke's. Luke's man. Their, their um, chicken wings are out of this oh, world. Oh, he, he's yeah, smoking yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah, he, he is doing yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so you're, no, you're I you, know, you I know, around. Yeah, you yeah, get I get around. around. Okay, yeah, I, that's why right. I am Northwest Arkansas. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. Yeah, I get, get around. around. Okay, so, but like you guys, I run into trouble because I have so many friends that are chefs. It's like you know, and it's funny as as we're recording this, we just had two more chef, two chefs that have already been nominated before, but were nominated for in the Southern category by J- the James Beard Award folks. Mm-hmm. So, oh, um, so Chef good. Matthew Cooper from Conifer and nice. Chef Raphael from Yeos and up there in Bentonville. He's great, yeah, oh, he my is. God. He, made, he made Reggie eat veggie tacos. Oh. <laughs> Reggie, Yo, Reggie, his veggie tacos are legit. Amazing, his, man. his veggie it's tacos amazing. are legit. Doc, so. I didn't know that there was a such thing. Oh, there you is know such what a I mean? Thing. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. From, I'm from Eastern Arkansas, yeah. born in Mississippi. You talking you about veggie. You mentioned one on your phone call, uh, Marty, though. At, uh, Marty, oh, yeah. yeah man. man. Marty from Cafe New Orleans. Man, 
and yeah, shout out to Marty. Now we can do a whole another episode <laughs> talking about the food. Oh, oh, listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be doing some more food episodes coming up this year, but yeah, absolutely, we'll, we will have to do that. And I'll have to invite you guys back to talk about some of your favorite spots anytime. So. That way, you won't get in trouble because you'll mention them all. I want to mention them all, man. But I'm glad that all of you all brought up. Cafe Royal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. So I love her. Well, man, too. She's incredible. Him. Yeah, she and she is the perfect. Marty is just like you guys. It's a perfect example of the of the types of human beings that we have here in Northwest Arkansas that Mm -hmm. are making a difference Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Absolutely, that includes you guys and what you guys are doing with Music Moves AR and how you're impacting the next generation. Please just keep doing it. That's what we hope. Don't stop. Keep going. Amen. So that's what it's all about. So, well, anyway, Anthony Ball, Reginald James, thank you guys from Music Moves AR. Thank you for joining us today. You can check them out at musicmovesar.com. And uh, certainly this was a a very enlightening conversation. So I appreciate you both for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. No, thank you so much, man. The work you do is very, very necessary and important. So thank you for including us on it. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. I hope you enjoyed that. We come to you with a brand new episode every Monday, rain or shine. Remember, we are here to make Northwest Arkansas just a little bit easier to navigate, no matter whether you're just moved here, whether you're thinking about moving here, or whether you've been a lifelong resident. We hope to help you explore this area like never before. I know you're, if you call it home already, that's great, but maybe you'll feel even more special about it as you learn more about some of the stories that make this such a special part of the country. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I will see you back here next week for another new episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.